enjoy. Bye. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. No. I lost track of time. Fine. I, actually, it's like seven now, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Work or actually, am I interrupting play? I hope I'm not interrupting play. Uh, no, no, no. I was doing work, but then、um, it's actually、um, because the coronation. This is a bank holiday,、oh, yeah. so I totally just forgot to even look at my calendar. I'm sorry. <laughs> that that is quite okay.、Yeah. Did you see anything of the coronation? No. <laughs> Bizarre. I, it is. I don't get it. Why? Even my New York Times newsfeed. That's what it comes out as a headline. Like I don't、mm. get it as a headline. It's so unimportant. Why are people so? Yeah, engrossed in that and interested、yeah. in that. Yeah, I had a whole conversation at a pub yesterday with a with a couple from Oxford who loves the monarchy, loves and they gave the me all these yeah the pro <laughs> royalist sort of defense. Yeah. Did you buy、mm-hmm. any of it? Did any of it make sense? Well, I mean, the main argument that the concert, the royalists here make is that it brings in a lot of tourism revenue, which I can't really, yeah, I can't refute that. It's true. True. But, but I'm like, how much? Did I didn't. I didn't say this.、Huh? Oh, they get how much did they、rebates. take from the state coffers? I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But apparently, they bring in more money from tourism. But it's hard、okay. to quantify, right? Like, who knows、yes. what's going on behind the scenes? And they already own like loads of land and properties、yes. everywhere.、So right. Okay, so yeah. But、um, I didn't say this to them, but I was like, I mean, France doesn't have a king or king, a queen, and Germany doesn't either. But they still have castles and the, and palaces, <laughs> and people go, you know. <laughs> right, right. So that's a good point. Yeah, but yeah. no. Well, I thought of that later, and I was like,、ah, it's so weird. Yeah. So very interesting. Oxford is、uh, they love the Queen and King. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of the training grounds for you know people who go into Parliament and become Tories and yeah that kind of、yeah. crowd. So、uh, they're very pro. I feel. I see.、Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Glasgow is totally not. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I mean, they have、yeah. a different experience of history <laughs> of the、mm-hmm. world. So,、mm-hmm. yeah.、Um, anyway, how how's your day? Sorry, I, day is good. No, day is、yeah. good. I but I do want to tell you that it is recording. Obviously, we'll edit whatever doesn't you know. It's recording. The subject itself. <gasps> yeah,、oh. but that's okay. Oh my gosh. Right. I mean, I will just get rid、it. of. <laughs> yeah. No, don't worry. Yeah. All your、uh, arguments against the royalists, don't worry, he won't make it to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just no so stupid.、Know. It's so yeah, stupid. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm doing well.、Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I look forward to this conversation. So,、uh, yeah, I've already even looked at. I don't know if maybe we might be beginning already, but I've already even looked at some of the clips just to kind of remind myself of it. Yeah.、Um, yeah. Well, what clips did you watch?、Um, so、can... Yeah, so the one、uh, about when Waymond gave the、uh, "let's be kind to each other" argument, and、mm. it switches back and forth with him in the t- in the tuxedo suit, just that cool Waymond、uh, who they didn't get married. Do you recall? And、um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. And then him in the、uh, in the IRS building, and with all these fighters about to converge, 
Uh, and he says, hey, let's, let's just be kind. That's such a moving mm. scene and a well done. But uh, yeah, I was just looking at, at that and a couple of other scenes and just, wow, this is a great movie. And I, I'm glad that you chose this, that I get to talk, <laughs> we get to talk about it together. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. yeah. Let me just, their names were Evelyn. Uh-huh. I thought the cast, yeah. Waymond. And what was the daughter's name? Joy. <laughs> joy joy yeah oh was it joy oh yeah 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 yeah. okay okay who has a girlfriend yeah i remember now okay so i thought maybe we could start with you telling us and me uh, why you want to talk about this movie uh oh my god i should be more <laughs> Shit. no you know what? Take okay time, so right? let me just when i just take a, can yeah. I a pause break and talk before we start and again this can all be edited so no no worries yeah yeah, yeah. no i was just looking for the plot okay uh just to remind myself okay laundromat they eloped to the u.s they had a daughter Mm-hmm. Audited by the IRS. Oh yes, they start fighting at the IRS, and they get into yeah. a different dimension. Yeah, Joy has depression, bad relationship with mother, lesbian, non-Chinese girlfriend Becky, and then there's Alpha Waymond in the Alpha Verse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bring you back, yeah. now. We're jumping. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have the crazy skills. In, at the IRS, yes. Yeah. Okay. And there's a black hole, everything bagel topped with everything. Uh-huh. That could destroy the multiverse. That's just yeah. a fun conceit, too. What's that? That's a fun conceit. Like the black hole is the everything bagel. That's something I also want to talk to you about. <laughs> it's a very fun conceit. It's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so that's good because I didn't really get that. I was like, an everything bagel. Why? So maybe I'd like to get your take on that. Um, yeah, sure. You want to just tell me what you thought about the everything bagel then? Uh, yeah, I guess. So, so everything bagel is the black hole or whatever world-destroying hole that was created by Joy, right? Mm-hmm. Just kind of jogging back the the plot where, and I think there's a scene where Joyce talks about he she put everything there. Um, and part of the reason why Joy wants to destroy everything, but then eventually, you know, you know what? Uh, if if you're not gonna follow me, then I'll just you know I'll go into the bagel. Is that everything's meaningless? Mm-hmm. Um, and part of it is brought on by. The, because now they could like be at all universes at once, which kind of supposedly fragments her mind, and and so she, you know she, she doesn't find any meaning in life, um, and so there is just the fact like for me, right, one is it's quirky. I love that. I love it's quirky. It's like unexpected, mm-hmm. uh, and for me, like growing up in New York, and because like. 
everything bagel is my favorite bagel. <laughs> that just kind of <laughs> did it for me. Yeah, it's okay. fun. It's delicious. And it, it's, it's delicious because it's, everything's on it. And, and mm. I don't have to choose, right? Mm. Um, but by the very, the very nature of a bagel is that it has to have a hole in the middle. Right. And for me, and this is just my take now, like that hole in the middle, that emptiness is what makes that bread a bagel, not another mm-hmm. type of bread. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if it kind of speaks to just a very existentialism that we all, once we recognize that we are alive, we all have the sense of emptiness in the middle of our existence. Mm-hmm. It's not something that necessarily is uh, comes from like suffering or pain. Th- those things can magnify it. But even if it's the best life, even if you have a good life, there's still some hole, some emptiness. And, and whether philosophers, some philosophers may say that's just a, a recognition that we came to be born and we will die. And, and it, the very brevity of life, which also actually a running theme in this, right? So yeah, even with great success and joy, there's the, the temporariness of it all means that in the middle of it, there's still that sense of emptiness. Th- that's what I mm, think mm, <laughs> The middle of everything. Wow, yeah. this evolved into like an ontological sort of like existential <laughs> meaning, John Adam and everything bagel, interesting. There we go. See, I was yeah. totally, I didn't know what was going on with everything bagel. It just came out of, the, out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. And it was just bizarre. But a lot of elements in the movie were bizarre. So I was like, okay, I guess that's another (laughs) thing. Like the stones talking. All right. (laughs) Yeah. But um, no, that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, The whole and sort of a metaphor, the bagel as a metaphor for human existence. Yes. And the gaping hole. (laughs) Very deep. (laughs) That's funny. That's funny that everything bagels don't make you choose. Because I think the better bagels are the ones that don't have the stuff on top. The ones that are inside the dough. Mm, inside the dough? Like, like the pumpernickel. A pump, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> this makes more sense now. And it's, wow. yeah, it's triggered more of my memory of, of the everything don't bagel that I didn't get. All we got to do is and we got to meet up in New York and you got to try the everything bagel in New York. Then you'll change your mind. But I don't like that things fall off my bagel. Oh, okay. The mess. That's the thing. I yeah. The so I avoid okay. poppy seed bagels. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's the cost. <laughs> of having yeah. the best bagel, the messiness. Yes. Yes. The messiness of life. <laughs> there we go. We could go. You could go in. Draw more yeah. meaning out of it. Yeah. What's the cream cheese? Uh. <laughs> I had thoughts, but maybe we shouldn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you don't want to, then you sure? <laughs> um, see, what really bedazzled me from this movie was, I mean, I think some people watched it for the Asian American element, but it was just... Mm. I wanted to see what an indie remake of a Marvel movie would look like. That's interesting. Okay. Because people around me love Marvel movies, but to me, they're totally meaningless. 
They're just the mm-hmm. same tropes, the same characters, the same plot over and over. Agreed. With yeah. a lot of CG, CGI. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I thought, um, and this movie I think is produced by A24 as well, which is that like artsy yes. kind of um, production company. And they, they do have a, I think, Japanese American, Chinese American producer on the mm-hmm. team. Anyway, beside the point. Apart from all of that, it was just a really good, well-executed movie. And okay. I know people who edit films, and it's a torturous job and super, okay. super detailed and time-consuming. Uh-huh. And with this uh-huh. movie, it just cuts so much. The movie, if you look at it in terms of like editing cuts, okay. it's probably like a complete shattered piece of glass. It's just so many... Do, do you recall mm. the edits that are made? Yes, as they transform. Quick, quick, quick. Right. Yeah, right. as they go between universes and such. Yeah. Let me write back. My dog is scratching the door. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So. Go for okay. it. Okay. I, you're not coming back in. <laughs> dog is so demanding. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> when they're it's like first jumping, and just quick. Yeah. Taxis. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was one bit where it just cut between so many different it cut within the span of you know i don't know how many seconds they cut like mm-hmm. a bunch of times and i was just like wow this is an incredible feat of editing um plus the acting was great the plot was good they added a lot of twists and yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, so, so anyway, you, I thought it was beautifully, beautifully made, I thought. Yeah. yeah. You're kind of like, for me, if the story is well told, I get all excited about it. And for you, if the film is well made, which means the story, but also how it told from technical perspective, that excites you. Because you know yeah. the process. Yeah. Well, I've seen it <laughs> indirectly. Right, right. <laughs> right. And how yeah. hard it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And do you remember, have you watched One Take Movies? Like Birdman? Is it called Birdman? I haven't seen Birdman. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I think there may have been maybe one cut in that movie, but it's just filmed. There are no cuts in that movie. It's just filmed throughout from beginning to end. I know. Imagine messing up in the middle of that. Right. You have to plan ahead really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so interesting. That tells yeah. one kind of temporal story right. within a limited amount of time. Right. And it adds that that sense of you're with these characters, almost like in a theatrical sense. When you're in the theater, you're living that experience together, you know? Because people huh. don't go to it as much. It's usually older folks. You know, it's the sea of white hair when you go. But um, <laughs> I used to go a lot, and it's just that, knowledge of um you'll never see this again in exact in this exact form or never experience that again that exact form because they're doing it in front of you real time and you're sharing that experience with the people real time anyway this is totally completely an aside but anyway in contrast to this this is um a really really well crafted uh story with lots of edits that still tell a good story and i do like that it was quirky as well yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Um, 
I like that they put in put them in the IRS. Actually, <laughs> they did their action scenes. But yeah, why? You're right. Uh, I think everyone can first jumping. Yeah, mm -hmm. outside of the first jumping, right? There was most of the action took place in IRS building. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So why why was that so interesting? It's so boring, and everyone boring hates question. the IRS. <laughs> so people could relate, because Marvel movies that's take it. place in you know um, all the action yes, takes yes. place on some other elsewhere, but this is so yes. close to home. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, right, right. From the laundromat to the IRS, mm. but it's in the IRS building where the multiverse was saved. Mm. Um, where all the drama. Mm. Um, and the most boring place on earth. <laughs> most boring place. Which I also think is, is kind of the point of the movie where we think drama is always happening somewhere else, mm. right? In these other multiverses, other alternate selves. Mm -hmm. But actually there's drama happening right at our place in our homes, right? Yeah. Over the dinner table, or we, uh, it, it comes down to that core family drama, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that was also one of the other scenes that I did watching in the ending scene when Evelyn and Joy, they reconcile. Mm -hmm. well, Evelyn goes to get Joy, who is about to drive away. And there she goes like, I could be anywhere, but I'd rather be here with you. Mm. Um, and, and that is what kind of saves the multiverse, right? It, it's the, uh, saves the Jobu. I think Jobu is the alpha joy version, the, the enemy of this, right? Um, movie and saves her from going into the hole in the bagel. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. So that was also fascinating too. Um. Yeah, so for, mm. for me, I, I agree with you. I don't like Marvel movie as far as the story, but I do go for its CGI. It's, it's a way to kind of take my mind off mm. any serious thing. And mm. um, But you're right, it's a tired trope, and you can't do much with that trope. There is a hero. There's mm. a villain. The villain wants to destroy the world. At some point, right, the motive of the villain is always the same. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right, mm. Uh, and then uh, there's some problem that needs to be solved. It doesn't usually take any character development. It just it's not it, it's really just a problem solution. Mm -hmm. I just gotta find the infinity stone. That type of stuff, problem solution. Um, and, and it gets boring. You're right. It's predictable. But with this one too, well, with everything everywhere all at once, it's started kind of following that trope. Right, where mm -hmm. this person who didn't is living a boring life as actually a hero, but but she wasn't taken to another universe. It comes back to the laundromat, comes back to that, and the antagonist is actually is her daughter, mm -hmm. and the way to overcome it is not to violence, good violence controls or limits evil violence, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Marvel superhero movies is still violence over violence. Or violence saves us from violence. But here, and this goes back to the scene with Wayman where he goes like, I, you know, you are fighting because you are confused. This is a powerful scene. I'm confused too, but maybe that's where we have to be more kind to each other. I, I'm kind of paraphrasing it now, but he says that. And then do you remember when she starts fighting by kind of uh, giving them what they want. 
mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she goes up the stairs. And, and so the overcoming it is actually kindness and reconciliation. Mm. It's not violence that defeats, good violence defeats evil violence, mm. right? Um, but it, it's kindness uh, mm. that overcomes it. Um, mm. So yeah, and that's you know, yeah, in that's a strange kind of, way. Yeah, that's anti-Marvel sort of fighting. Yes. <laughs> right, right. And that's why it's surprising, yeah. yeah. Mm. In a good way, in a very mm. powerful, moving way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, again, like with Beef, the Rage series, I thought I didn't want this kind of resolution again. <laughs> I was like, so go I, get into like that. Don't, no, that don't bagel like hole. Just go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Destroy everything. Huh? Well, I wanted oh, the resolution really? as like destruction or something. <laughs> That's just how I am. <laughs> I want to see a movie where everything just falls apart and there's no resolution. Um, yeah, but it it keeps you wondering, like, what what would happen if they've walked through that hole, you know? <laughs> okay, you want sad endings. You want death. I don't think it's sad. I think that's like, I think no, the unknown is exciting uh-huh. because uh-huh. the mother daughter reconciliation. Okay, to some degree, I guess it could be construed as unrealistic, but um, and very difficult. But mm. it just ends up being like a cheesy ending. It's a good ending, right? Like right. Good in the humanity sort of sense. But I was like, mm-hmm. I want excitement. <laughs> just me. <laughs> but I wonder if you could be happy with any stories. Then, just by the nature of story, you do want some partial resolution, right? That's how it means. That's what it means to say. Well, we've come to the end of this story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Is there any yeah, story that just true. again, unless everything dies, and I guess that's an ending. <laughs> Whatever. I just dies. have this like response to predictable endings. I guess you just yeah. want the element of surprise to the end. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but no, you're right. There needs to be a resolution. Yeah. That's how stories so, are. Yeah, I, I thought this one here, um, it wasn't, I, it wasn't like a sentimental ending, even, although it was impacted powerful emotion, mm. because uh, she doesn't go and say, "Hey, I am so sorry for everything. I love you. It's all my fault. I put too much mm. pressure in you." Mm. I, I think in one sense that's maybe Asian kids want to hear from their Asian parents, like it's all my fault. I put too much pressure on you. <laughs> Uh, but she she goes on like, hey, uh, you are a bitch too, right? You you do a tattoo, you know. I don't like tattoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just mm-hmm. go and you just come whenever you want. Mm-hmm. And she just say that. But yeah, still, I just want to be here with you. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like that was powerful mm-hmm. because it didn't resolve the the tension between them. And yeah, that's true. Now that I have yeah three kids who are growing up. I, and, and just being married too, there is no place where like, oh, now that we got that fixed, I think our relationship will be a lot better. I, mm. I feel like it's the decision is always, but I'm gonna still be here with you, mm-hmm. and that's all I can say. And yeah, that's maybe the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's true. It didn't. Yeah. It's not. It's a resolution to the plot, but it's not a resolution for their family an ongoing mm-hmm. sort of work that's very right. true yeah. yeah yeah 
And that's very realistic, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because like with my son, I'm tempted, like after he grows up, you're going to let go. And I'm not going to be with you anymore. And I'm kind of looking forward to it. You know, sometimes <laughs> that thought, thought comes to my mind. Uh, but yeah, like it's it's not it's not easy to being with your family, actually, even if your family members, it's not easy being yeah. with your family members. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. You have I to agree. choose. Yeah. And then there's a physically being there, but just being emotionally being there, that's a whole other level. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we are there physically, but we distance us emotionally mm-hmm. because we hurt each other, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so we kind of protect ourselves from that. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, wow, maybe they just have this trope where with beef, the whole drive for destruction is within. And then they mm. kind of push each other to the limits and then they kind yeah. of save each other. They're re- redeemed in each other's presence, you know, just to decide to stay mm. there with each other. Um, mm. Yeah, just to mm. that resolution to stick it out, I guess. Right. You mean the scene mm. in the wilderness? Is that yeah, and then or? in the hospital yeah. bed. They decide hospital. to stay with they each other. Right, that is true. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But they were forced to stay with each other, right? They would have killed each other. They would rather be mm. alone in the wilderness, but you know, they, they don't. They're yeah. forced to. But yeah, right. After that, they do make a decision to stay together. Yeah. yeah. And Joy would have, well, her alter evil person yeah. would have destroyed yeah. everything as well. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. But... Yeah, it's such great acting. Yes. Yeah. Wait, I was going to say something else and I forgot. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> you will come. Yeah. You will come. <laughs> uh, oh, this I, is just a also... random aside about, okay. I think once your kids are older, they're going to become your like your friends eventually. And it'll be more comfortable. Not super comfortable, okay. But like with Joy's age, and actually, since my name's Joy, with my age becoming more closer to adulthood and being able to, um, when that other person struggles, resonate with you, and you can understand it more. Yeah, yeah. You kind of become more equal in some way, and then you can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it seems easier to navigate okay. that relationship. Okay. okay. So. Yeah. Anyway, what were you gonna say? No, hey, no, that's good. Actually, I don't consider that an aside. Actually, I think this is for me. I, I think if you're okay with it, we could talk about not just the movie as a concept or what we like, but also our lives. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of you know, talks out there when where do people do talk about. Um, again, the artistry of it or the philosophical meaning of it. But I would love to also explore kind of these personal meanings of this. Um, mm-hmm. And and so that's interesting. I, I Like for me, and I, and I wanna, I do have a question, a follow-up question to you and with you and your mom. Like, I think I shared this with you, right? One of the reasons why I enjoyed this was because my girl, Alina, who's 15 years old, like want, saw this movie and wanted to see it with me. Uh, and I appreciated that mm-hmm. because right now everyone is living in a multiverse with their 
iPhone and right, mm. there's so many different places they can go to. Mm-hmm. And it, it's all about clips, like YouTube clips, 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 clips. Yeah. But that she wanted to watch with me. And so I enjoyed just sitting with her and watching. And there are times, a lot of times when I do feel like she's now becoming where I can talk as friends, mm-hmm. which is like, I'm not trying to help her become a person, mm. but I'm enjoying something together and we could talk about that. Right. Mm-hmm. Just that's mm-hmm. that the friendship. Um, mm. Although I would say that that scene where those two fighters, they jump into the, Dildo. <laughs> Do you remember that scene where they two uh verse jump? Those two guys had to jump the butthole into the dildo and they got to go. Oh. Do you remember that scene? <laughs> yes. That was a little awkward to watch with my daughter. <laughs> but Does it was she hilarious. Know? Did she know what that was? Oh of course, yes, yeah. Yes. Oh, mean, okay. They, okay. Uh, I mean they do, yeah. They, oh wow, that would be even weirder. Like that. What is that? Like uh, that <laughs> <Yeah>. is, <laughs> that would be very awkward. Skip uh, <laughs> yeah. forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, just have to watching that, and and I think for her, I think she saw it from the daughter's perspective, right? Mm. Where there is this kind of connection between mom and the daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am curious. I never did kind of ask after. Like I guess one sense, I wanted to just enjoy that movie with her. Right? I didn't want to go and say so. Mm. Are you thinking about your mom or your your dad? Like I didn't want to do that. I don't want to do, turn it into a counseling session. I guess. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure she saw it from that perspective. And, and that's a sense of family as just being with each other, um, even if, especially when you're confused, to be kind. So, mm. um, But yeah, so now I want to ask you, like, so do you feel your relationship with your mom is in that place where your friends, is, is that where you're kind of speaking and letting me know about the brighter, sunnier side of the future with my kids? <laughs> um. I think it's maybe in some families it's possible, but at least for mine, it's not going to be possible to totally be friends and totally be on the same level. But I think at some point as you grow up, I don't know if it was the same for you, but you have enough experiences in life where you can kind of understand where your parents came from, understand their traumas and their faults in their own contexts, right? So then you can separate that from your own life. You can say, that's them, and this is mm-hmm. me. So because mm-hmm. you've separated that out, mm-hmm. and it's no longer like this, I found that there was more peace in like, establishing that she has her own troubles and her own life and mm-hmm. her own joys, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's not, yeah, it's just separate to my life. Yeah, mm-hmm. and And then we could understand each other more and be friendly in a way and share more yeah yeah about our personal lives because until some point it's like the parent saying stuff to the children right you teach them Mm -hmm. and you hold their hand guide Mm -hmm. them and whatnot but then it was it's weird for immigrant families i guess if their children have to speak english and fill out the tax forms to the parents Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing they play the parental role and to some degree, yes. Some so it's like a strange, strained mm. relationship mm. in that way where there's caring responsibilities on both sides. Mm. And so the distribution of responsibilities is a bit awkward. Mm. Yeah. So then I think, at least for me, there was some resentment there. And my mother also did sure. a master's in the U.S. while I was doing my undergraduate degree. And I was editing her essays on top of that and taking care of a lot of stuff in her, her sort of 
in what I think she should have taken care of as an adult. Mm-hmm. So it was it was weird. It was weird. Yeah. But then you know, once you grow up, and I grew out of that role, and uh, yeah, you just see how much they struggled, and mm-hmm. yeah, what they went through. But I don't think of it as they went through this for me, and oh, okay. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. Like no. I didn't even yeah. need to be here. You know, I didn't need to exist. <laughs> like thanks, but no thanks. But at least I can understand her as another person. Okay. You know, this is another aside, but I don't understand why people just have children for themselves, and they think it's a given to have children, which I find bizarre, because it's such a huge responsibility, and they come to their own and wonder why they exist. It's just because their parents, mm. I don't know, went out to a bar one night. Like that's such a strange, <laughs> you know, like why is that such a given? Anyway, that has to do with the existential sort of questions that come later that yeah. parents don't consider yeah. before yeah. they have children. But yeah. yeah, this is all coming back to say, um, I do think that at a certain uh, point in time when I think I got a little bit more mature, I could understand my mother better and become friends and kind of come mm-hmm. to a resolution where we can stay with each other and talk things out yeah. to yeah, some yeah. degree. Yeah. Yeah. How is yeah. it with your mother? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So when you were sharing about understanding the uh, the context of our parents and their trauma, I remember uh, something that my dad says a lot. Um, but I, before I say that, like you are a nihilist, aren't you? <laughs> I didn't have to exist. That's what you said, Joy. <laughs> you are a nihilist. Yeah, I exist because I'm here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right? If you don't exist, you would even know that you are non-existing. So it's not even a something to wrestle with, struggle with. But yeah. now that we're I, alive. Uh, yeah. Well, I think I exist <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, <laughs> mm. but who knows? Okay. Questionable. Right. Are we a simulation? Are we an AI? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's uh, another question. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. My dad, like, would when whenever I hear him like talk with other parents, or sometimes in front of us too. He would boast that, uh, I don't know if I share this with you, he would boast that he didn't uh, hit us when we spilled our milk. He would be very proud that that made him such a good parent. And I would always think like, why is that such a a source of pride for you that you didn't beat us because we, when we spilled our milk, like that's such a minimum thing as far as parental responsibility. Uh, How did you know that he was proud of it? Sorry. It's the way he talked about it. And the oh. way he's it, sometimes in, in some illustration, like he would say, I w- I'm not like other parents where mm-hmm. they would kind of beat their kids just because of mistake. But I would go and say, like, attaboy, like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, now my dad did beat me for other reasons, but definitely <laughs> no, my dad didn't beat me for spilling milk. Um, but it's only later as I learned about his context growing up with his father, my grandpa, and how violent he was. Mm. And he was very violent with his wife, my grandma. And when she first started going to church, you know, he would beat her. Um, and of course, mm. he, grandma, grandpa had his own violence living on the Japanese imperialism mm. uh, and him trying to survive. And, mm. and so, so I think for him, he's like, he didn't pass down the trauma. Like his father would beat him, even the smallest mistake. And perhaps, again, it's that survival mode right i need to make my son survive and thought 
the way I've got to teach him how to survive is to not make mistakes. Mm. I'll beat him so he doesn't mm. get killed out there in the streets. Mm. Um, but yeah, for him, so because he didn't carry the trauma, he he, he stopped at least that trauma mm. passing down to my to me to to mm. us. So he was proud and yeah, I, I, and and I see that. So I also understood more as you were saying uh, when he would. When me and my children, my children, my my brothers would think, "Why is he so angry?" That that's such a small little thing. Mm. But he grew up in that violent and with an angry father, and, and for for him, he kind of, again he still carries it in his body, and so it gave me more understanding mm-hmm. to not blame him personally, but to see that there was a trauma that he's carrying, and sometimes his body just body just reacts that way. And he mm-hmm. can't control it. Mm-hmm. And then for me too, even with my children, uh, I I do see where I react in such sometimes you know, verbally angry and violent way, and it I only catch myself later. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and seeing how difficult it is, I I can't judge him. Right, yeah. I don't have any ground to judge him morally. From the kids that I've seen on TV shows, I I feel like I wouldn't have. I might be in the same shoes as your father. <laughs> it's not hard to imagine being really mad <laughs> at what kids do. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 And there's some really bad kids out there. <laughs> they just they're just so misbehaved, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, speaking from my own childhood as well, the kids that I saw and even the uh-huh. things that I that I stole in my childhood. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. What, what are some uh, bad things that you've done, Joy? <laughs> well, I stole some ribbons from the church, actually. And then I was like living in fear for a few days, like, oh, I'm sure somebody <laughs> took count of all the ribbons in the church storage, <laughs> which I don't know if they did or not, but. Yeah, or like there's um, carnival parades um, in like February, I think, February, March in Bolivia. And people go out in trucks and they have like huge, um, like not barrels, but they they take lots of uh, water balloons with them. So they start throwing at each other and everyone is throwing water balloons. And um, yeah. I think I pushed some kids off the truck that, that were trying to climb on. Yeah, being like, no, this is Boy, my dad's it, truck. Get off. Yeah. <laughs> no, did, just... did it lead to any broken legs? <laughs> no, no, no. No, I don't think so. Okay, slow moving really truck. Push yeah. <laughs> but Not there were. St- well, have you done anything bad? <laughs> oh, yes, and I, I'm sure I still do some bad stuff. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've stolen pencils uh, yeah. just back in elementary kid school, and my teacher found out, and this was back in Korea, and he made mm-hmm. us come up to in front of the class, um, and then beat us in Korea. They could still do that during those days. So, mm-hmm. but I, I've done worse. Um, but I'm not gonna confess all that here. <laughs> yeah, no, neither am <laughs> I. <laughs> I do remember I threw my, so I was a nerd in high school and I threw 
one day, I think it was a dare or I was bored and I took my shoe off and I threw it at a classroom door. And then I put quickly put it back on and like ran away somewhere. But I was watching and then the teacher came out through the door and was like, who the heck did that? And then found a random culprit, a fake culprit in the hallway. And then like I debated with myself for some time and I came out of wherever I was hiding. And I said, it was me. And because I was such a nerd, the teacher was like, don't try to take the blame for someone else. But it was really me. That's what the teacher said? Yeah. Oh, because he didn't believe you. No. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. You had so a great like, reputation. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> I can do more. <laughs> <laughs> Throw my shoe at every door. No, but. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're getting off to what were we talking about? Yeah, understanding your parents, understanding your parents' trauma. Yeah. They're broken people. And yeah, everyone's just broken. Yeah. 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 I, I also heard another interesting take on everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm. Uh, this person was saying that this was the first true internet movie. This man said it's not talking about the internet or it's not a movie kind of giving comment, but it is what an internet consciousness looks like. Because in one sense, with internet, we can be everywhere, everywhere, all at once, right? Mm. Um, and every time we are looking at these kind of Facebook posts, Instagram posts, and see these other people's, we're mm. thinking like, that could have been my life. Mm. That could have been my life. Mm-hmm. And actually, there's a lot of studies shown that people who do look at all these uh, different uh, things, and they start comparing and least kind of depression, like, but this is where I am. Yeah. Um, and so this is kind of looking at that kind of fragmented consciousness and that yeah. constant comparative. Mm. And which is the again the belief that we could have other lives. Mm. Which is yeah, itself, another I think interesting question. Mm. Uh, and so not we can't find satisfaction in this life because mm. there's so many other possibilities. Mm. And what was interesting in this movie is Again, here me was just kind of going back again. Whereas, uh, like the Alpha Wayman finds this uh, our universe laundromat owner Evelyn, believing that this Evelyn, with who is the the greatest failure of all Evelyns, mm. has the greatest potential to defeat Jobu. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, yeah, and and, and the sense that. When we usually when we think about alliance, don't we always end up, or is it just me? Like ah, oh, like this is not the best life. <laughs> I could have had a better. Most of us don't think like oh, we could have had a worse life, do we? Mm. Like we don't could have had a of, better life. Mm. Huh? Oh, do you think like if you had chosen, made different choices in life, it would have landed you somewhere else? So at one level, I'm thinking like most people are just wired to think we could have had a better life. That's what I'm thinking. And, and I think mm. it's an act to say, no, still, this is a good life. And usually we do that by comparing to someone who's worse than us, right? I remember going up in youth mm. and you constantly hear this uh, illustration where like, oh, you know, you're complaining about your life. Go to the mission, right? Mm-hmm. The mission mm-hmm. was to show how good you have. Yeah. That was the point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, 
or like, hey, the story about the person in the wheelchair, but then he's grateful that he's in the wheelchair when he sees someone who has no legs. Okay, mm. but so it, it, but um, that itself is another uh, problematic thing. Mm. Um, but yes, I feel like that's just a natural human tendency. But and but personally, and I'll be honest here, I do think like as I'm getting older, like if I chose other decisions mm. that I could have <laughs> been doing stand-up comedy and making millions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's possible like who knows yeah <laughs> like i was so limited in my imagination growing up mm. in the church my father being a pastor at that point yeah. i thought that this was the best life yeah but actually there was the only way i could imagine myself doing anything with what i really mm. love which was actually mm. communicating connecting with words mm. um could i've done poetry I, I i love it when i do stand up you know uh poetry and to stand up mic but that's that wasn't a path that I was able to fully pursue. So yes, mm. personally, I do think about that. Mm. But that could have led to another, a diff, uh, different life that could have been full of failure as well. Don't st comics mm. go through a lot of yes, depression and failure yes. and poverty? And very few, very <laughs> few are successful. Right? Yeah. Very few make a living mm. and very few make it like mega rich. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. So. It could have been the life that you dreamed of, but it could have meant a poor That's quality right. of life. Maybe. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, I grew up in the mission, you know, in a, in a missionary site. So mm -hmm. I am exactly what you're describing. I always compare. <laughs> I've seen so many examples of people who are worse off that I'm always, I tend to be grateful. And I always mm -hmm. think I am a sliver of a chance away from the person on the street, begging on the street. Mm. Yeah. We all, me too. Yeah, sure. but I, yeah. I think of that like constantly and I feel constantly. so bad. Yeah, well, if I see someone begging on the street, you know, I'm so apologetic. I like kind of walk around and I'm like, I'm so sorry I don't have cash because no one has cash anymore, which I should have. No does. But yeah, yeah, I just feel so bad because that could have been me, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, well, right. just because you're when you grow up surrounded by it, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, for me, it was like living it's, a double life. I kind of, it's, yeah. um, because at church, I was like the rich kid, even though I was very poor when we went to see the churches in America that were funding my parents, right? So they would be like, oh, take these colored pencils or these random stuff that they yeah. give you at church. Like, oh, you don't, yeah. you must not have this in Bolivia. Whereas in Bolivia, <laughs> we're living quite well off for okay. the, the local standards. Right, right. Where right. I was teaching Sunday school to kids who, you know, didn't have uh -huh. shoes and stuff. So, huh. but, um, but I liked how you described that your son could, was kind of in a multiverse through his phone. Yeah, I definitely yeah. like this analogy of the internet being everything, uh -huh. everywhere, all at once. Uh -huh. I do think, yeah, uh -huh. it's kind of apt comparison. And the way that the scenes are all fragmented, I think. Yeah. Right. But that possibility yeah. finds them in the mm -hmm. real life. The possibility from the other universe finds them in their mm. current universe, like our universe. So it's not like it's hopeless and you just need to be jealous it kind of gives you that sense of hope that mm -hmm. that you can 
save the multiverse <laughs> from destroying <laughs> itself uh-huh. as you uh-huh. are now, I guess. Ah, uh, okay. You mean the story? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know uh, where I'm yeah. Going with this. I'm, I'm trying to. Well, I mean, there are so many different ways like I could take it to, um, and because it's limited time, like what do I want to talk about <laughs> and ask you, but but yeah, but I I do feel that it's more difficult even for myself to be here. That sense of verse jumping, like mm-hmm. you can be somewhere else, your consciousness is somewhere else, but your body, your, although your body's here, I mean that I feel like that when. Especially again, my my son is so and so. I keep telling him, don't use your phone when you're here when you're eating. But mm-hmm. once he goes on the phone, he's somewhere else, right? And mm-hmm. it's unfortunate. Um, then you you're not here to really kind of experience it. And then and then what he says is because it's boring. There's nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm. But but the art. No. So yeah, we we don't want to be bored, so we're not here. And, mm. and, um, don't know how to be bored anymore right yeah i was talking to someone who was making the point that interactions on teams don't allow for silence and silences are productive in in this person's uh like worldview you mean the team the microsoft team yeah so if they have virtual meetings there's no capacity for silence especially productive silence where you just sit next to each other where you just uh, think or you just write or something like okay. that which can still be productive so this person was sort of lamenting the during the pandemic how yeah. how this sort of thing didn't happen anymore uh, yeah 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 that's interesting i never thought about that i i know that sometimes in our meetings a person would say, let's just be silent for a while mm. or let's just pay attention. And and so they're trying to kind of build that in, but it's still not the same. You're right. I'm still silent here. And I always felt a little awkward. Mm. Yeah. Because I, I'm still alone. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. What does it mean to be bored together or to be silent together, which is very different. You're right. Uh, and, I uh, guess it, it requires some kind of physical presence. Yeah. 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 Uh, another thing I I do want to talk about is uh, the theodicy, right? Like the problem of evil. <laughs> I, 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 you will connect to this, I think. I, you know, I was thinking about uh, Voltaire's Candide. You know, with Doctor Pangloss, uh, it, all these tr- atrocities happen, and the way he explains it is, this is the best of all possible worlds. <laughs> and that's the refrain over and over again, right? And I was just thinking, and this is just me thinking a lot, like, I wonder if that's kind of uh, reflecting on the multiverse before the understanding of multiverse. <laughs> and the way out of evil is like, it was necessary to be here, right? Well, mm. uh, if all these other possibilities could happen at every decision juncture, but God allowed it because this is the best of all possible worlds. Um, now, how does this come everything everywhere all at once? I, I, I wonder um, if we, I don't know, like maybe justify, like it's hard to think like I could have had a better life 
or hard to even know if you could have had a better life. Like you said, I could have gone where, you know, comedy failures and da da da. And it is important to be here. That's true. But I also wonder, like, if we try to justify being here by saying, well, in some form or another, like, this is the best of a possible world. Mm. But then we don't really then deal with the decisions that we made mm. or the consequences of it. Mm. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Am I getting somewhere with this? Yeah. <laughs> we do. On the one hand, there seems to be a lot of justification, self-justification for where you are now. Yeah. And we build narratives around that, right? To explain what's mm. what, where we are now. Right, right, but in right, some right, way, right. I guess on the other hand, it is the best of all possible worlds. We're all going off of the limited knowledge that we have at the at a given moment mm. and based on how we feel. It could be hate, but in any case, it's the best decision we can make at every moment. Maybe best is not mm. the right word, but the most adequate based on our circumstances right. at the time. So perhaps that is, you know, based on our limited circumstances. Yeah. The, this oh. is how it had to be. This is so like yeah. deterministic, but <laughs> um, right. it kind but it's of... a generous determinism. Like. It's very gracious. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do, do you you don't you don't think so? No, I know that, that. No, that's so fascinating. And, I, and so the best of all possible worlds is not a, a kind of a theodicy. But it's, it's, yeah, I'm not trying to uh, justify God. Oh, maybe we don't even, we're in, we live in a world where we no longer need to justify God, maybe. And it's more like justify our existence and be kind to our own self. Mm. Right? I mean, that's what I hear you saying. And mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. the empathy. Like, that's the empathy that kind of saves the day and everything of it all at once. Mm. let's just be kind we don't know but let's be kind and and that also means being kind to our own self yeah and that's maybe just what kind of keeps us here yeah and what is the best of all worlds anyway (laughs) you know Mm. is it being more happy maybe it's not Mm. maybe you need a constant level of suffering to know you're alive (laughs) maybe yeah yeah and the value it's like every bagel has a hole yeah (laughs) We all yeah. have a hole, and, and that's about it. So wherever you are, you always always have a hole. So like, it's not gonna be the best. Mm. Oh, you're right. Even better, you're still like, gonna have a hole. Mm. But it's okay. Just be aware and live with it. I guess. Right, right, right. Just don't let it consume yeah. you. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Range. I feel like we're getting into like yin yang kind of. Yin yang sort of ideas out there. But yeah, it is about balance. I feel like we're spiraling out of topic and out of time. Yeah.